0: The interviews continue for the Brett Allen show for Marvel's echo now on Disney plus our previous guest was Cody lightning who played biscuits. And now we are talking to Danny who plays Tuklo. This is such a good show. I just am gushing over it. I just can't get over the fact and how good it is. Thank you for your time, Danny. It's great to meet you. I'm excited to talk about this fantastic show.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yes. Well, I have said this before, the lore, the uh, indigenous storytelling. I mean, it's just so different than anything Marvel has done and connecting the universe as well, giving fan service to the fans. How was this experience for you? I mean, this show has just, it's exploded. It's so popular. Yeah. I mean, it
1: was an amazing experience and that goes for every single part of it from casting to um getting there to meeting the crew and working with the other actors to even you know it goes all the way to the red carpet all the way to the to the end of it and even now um really just getting to be a part of something that is so special in not only our Marvel universe but the industry as a whole i think is it was it, yeah it's just really amazing and awesome and i'm so proud to to have been given this opportunity
0: Yes. I mean, the fact that you have the cinematic part as far as Marvel and the Daredevil, Kingpin story, which I think people were surprised initially when we found out through trailers and teasers that this was going to be the direction of the story, but also including the historical lore of the native. Uh, yeah, It's just all so all-encompassing. Now, it's funny, I was talking to Cody, he told me when he found out that he had booked the role, he was like, do I have to work out, do I have to get bulked up, like, you know, I don't know how much time you spent working with him, if at all, but he's a really funny guy, and so talented, (laughs) and they're like, we love you just the way you are, but he knew nothing about this, did you know anything about this when you got the audition, was it something completely unrelated? Yeah, I mean, that's how Marvel works, duh <laughs> I
1: mean go yeah on. no I had I had no idea it was it was kind of just here's this audition um you're gonna go directly through casting you know, my agents and managers weren't even allowed to be a part of it um which I knew it was like I was like, okay, well, what is this like why are we so secretive right now um and then through the entire audition process, I had no idea um I got my sides and I was like, well, it' said a Disney show and I thought, this doesn't seem like Wizards of Waverly Place. Like, this doesn't seem like the yeah. Disney that I know. And, you know, you're going to forget that Disney kind of owns, you know, all these different franchises now. So I was like, you know, it, but honestly, it kind of benefited me as an actress. The way I the way I work, I kind of wasn't able to overthink anything. It was like, here's a breakdown. Here's three words about your character. Give us what you got. And I was like, oh, perfect. I don't have to worry about anything else. I could be a, a human. Sounds good.
0: So what did you know about your character? Because she's very significant to the story being a direct descendant of the main character. Can you share what those, what the break and for people that don't know breakdown is like something an actor gets when they get an audition, it could be very straightforward or it could be very mysterious (laughs) or vague, like female character who runs with, you know, like you just don't know anything about it. So
1: Yeah, it really was, um, you know, female, you know, maybe in her teens. Um, And then it just said, like, clever, cunning, witty, um, stands very strong in herself. And I thought, okay, like, that's that's enough. I I, I can go off of that. Um, But I but I genuinely I had no I didn't even have an inkling that this was anything that
0: happened to do with marvel right you didn't know that you were going to have to meet with marvel's security team and nope. sign nda after nda uh don't tell anybody you people might you'll see things on the internet assuming what your theory is for the story like it's crazy like i didn't realize this but like marvel the amount of fan base that they have, but also when they see you appear in a teaser or whatever, and mm-hmm. they see your character, they're inevitably going to start surmising how you fit into it. So you don't know much about it. What, 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 once you kind of found out more, what was it that interested you in it? Or maybe a better thing to ask would be like, once you knew you got it, what became the most interesting or intriguing thing about the story? once you began to learn about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, once I found out that it was Marvel and I kind of, I, I, they let me know what show it was going to be and and kind of where that story came from. And I was like, oh, well, great, because I watched Hawkeye. So I, I totally understand that. And I was very, I was so happy about Hawkeye, you know, bringing Maya in as a deaf character, as an amputee, showing that the disabled community can do more than the stereotypes that are out there sometimes. Um, so I was super proud to see that character in, in Hawkeye. And then for her to be the one getting her own show was even better. And I think that was what was most intriguing to me about, um, about the, the story as a whole and the, and the script, just to see that she was such a badass. Like she just went out there and she, she didn't let anything stop her. You know, anything that got in her way was such a clever way to fix things. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just. I was so shocked when I found out what show it was. And I was like, this is going to be, I knew from the moment I heard what show it was, that this was going to be like, not in life changing, not only for me, but, but like industry changing. It was going to shift the industry.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, just yeah. hearing Kingpin talk and saying her name. Yes. I, I had, was a little bit late to the party for Hawkeye, but I was told to watch it before I watched Echo. And then I was like, okay, now I get this because then you don't find yourself wondering why he shows up at the beginning. You're like, well, Mm -hmm. this is weird. Um, but it's very cool. So, you know, you get all this information. So you were familiar with the lore of Maya and you knew about her. Did you know about her connection with King pen at that point? Or was that something that you learned later as you began to envelop this character i i don't know how much they tell you i think it's so interesting
1: yeah a lot and i can genuinely say not a lot came from marvel directly like from their team it was just a lot of like okay i know her story in hawkeye um and kind of going like where does she fit into the actual comics um in the comic books you know marvel has so many and so kind of doing that research of where does she fit in and what's the story behind that um So got to kind of dive back into comic books. And my dad loves comics, so he collected them for so long. So it was kind of nice to to go like, hey, I need to find this comic and and kind of research on my own on that end.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. So (laughs) I imagine him being a comic book fan was just like the best job you could have ever gotten as an actor and maybe validated for him finally that this is something that you're meant to be doing. Absolutely. Because you've done other things before. I mean, obviously, but this is big. So he's probably like, oh, yeah, finally, my baby is doing something yeah. that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. When I,
1: yeah. When I showed him the comic book um, with my character actually in the comic book, um, I mean, he got he definitely got a little teary eyed and tried to wipe his tears away in front of me. So it felt yeah. really nice to be able to bring that home.
0: Well, that was what I thought was interesting about this, because your character is in the comics. Cody's character was new so he got to create his own character so to speak but you your character is part of the lore like it's in there we read about you we see all these things so you had to maybe think about things differently I would imagine right as far as how you were going to play this character uh, from script to or well, from comic book from script to screen
1: Yeah, there was a lot of, um, I think, going through the comic book and looking and and, um, you know, in the show, I don't you never hear me speak. And so there was a lot of like removing one sense. All your other senses are heightened. So I really had to play off that. And there's also a a sense of, you know, playing off the stillness and the intensity that can come from being so still on camera Um, that I think sometimes we don't get to use as much as actors. So looking at the comic books and seeing how tough and and the way that the comic is even drawn, you know, her eyebrows are always like this. And she really does just hold herself with such poise in the comics um, to then try and translate that onto screen, knowing that I don't have necessarily a voice um, and my voice is going to have to come through in every emotion I have. Um, that was really kind of a nice, a nice little jump and a nice little, <laughs> little character study as I went along the way.
0: Well, you are them for sure. So I was just doing a little bit of research about you. I'm interested to know, like, initially, what drew you into acting?
1: Um, Honestly, I started as a kid, and I think it was more just my parents trying to throw us into something so that we wouldn't, you know, we'd be busy over the summer and wouldn't get into trouble. Um, And then I just, I really loved it. I loved getting to play pretend. I loved getting to kind of, at, at a certain point, You don't know when your pretend starts and your real starts and or your pretend ends and your real starts and, and getting to jump into somebody else's live and shoes, I think is so, is just so fun and kind of gives you a breath of fresh air every day you wake up not knowing what's going to happen and and what you're going to do. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so, I don't know. It's amazing. I love what I do. I can't, (laughs) I can't say enough good things about it. There's always tough times, but that's just how life works.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, this is a big project. Again, you've done other things before, but this one was massive for you. And I would imagine opened or has opened other doors for you as far as maybe if we get more of this or maybe something else later down the road. Each project teaches you something differently, uh, helps you grow as an actor and storyteller. But was there maybe something about this experience that you feel you can carry on to the next one that will help you be a better actor or a better storyteller, perhaps?
1: Um, I think, I think it, my section of this being kind of also a period piece really made me, really made me study and go like, uh, okay, like nowadays we do a lot of movement with our head. And back then they, they didn't do those, you know, those mannerisms weren't around. Um, So I think, having to really study to control my mannerisms in this setting um, and having to really focus on that. And like I said, focus on stillness as an actor. um, I think that is a lesson that I'll kind of always carry through. And I think also something else that I'll always carry is um, not being afraid to speak up. If I felt like something was off or maybe I was a little nervous about something um, really getting to use my voice and having that connection with the director and the first AD and the camera going, hey, you know, can we move this? Or, or I feel like I'm going to fall or whatever it was. Their main thing was, hey, we want you to be safe. We want you to speak up. If we see that you look a little nervous, we're going to ask you because we want you to feel good about what you're doing here. And I think that was something that um, you're know, coming from not having done, you know, huge projects like this, stepping onto this setting and going like, okay, should I not say anything because it is such a huge place? Um, Them just being super open about it and feeling like, oh, I I do have a voice. I can say something.
0: Very cool. So you get the audition, you go through a round of auditions, you get the part, you travel to Atlanta, right? Where you film? Georgia, yeah. Georgia. First (laughs) day on set, what was that experience like being around all of these people and having the insurmountable pressure of this being, a Marvel film, even though your part is very important in the bigger picture of things, how much pressure did you feel? Like what's going on in your mind, Danny, going, okay, this is it. This is my time to shine as an actor.
1: It honestly felt like I was on a field trip, um, (laughs) like in elementary school. And uh, I I couldn't sleep the night before. And my call time was very early. And our drive out to location was uh, kind of 45 minutes. So I had that time to go like okay, all your nerves gotta, gotta leave once you get out of this car and you're, you have 45 minutes to get rid of it. Um, and when I got there, I had already, no, you know, been friends with some of the crew. So I felt very like, I'm just making, a, I'm just making something with my friends. You know, I had time to sit down with our director, Catherine McKenzie and, um, and discuss things with her. And we got to chat over the phone a lot. So I felt, I, I genuinely felt very comfortable. Um, but stepping on, stepping on set and, for the first time and being in my wardrobe and and getting whisked away to go learn how to throw my rabbit stick correctly so I didn't hit anybody and, and all of that. Um it was it was really it was so surreal. And I don't think I'll ever get over that experience of just like, wow, I'm actually doing this. Like this is something I dreamed up in my childhood bedroom for years. And I'm actually doing it. I'm actually here. It was it was definitely surreal.
0: Yes. Well you made quite a splash too in your hometown when you got this. Now, a little birdie tells me you're a Waterburger fan, which I think is very cool. I used yeah. to go to Waterburger a lot when I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What's your go-to order? I think people want to know. Like, Do you have a go-to order?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I have one for breakfast and for dinner. So what's lunch. for
0: breakfast? Because breakfast is my favorite meal.
1: Breakfast is a taco, a taquito, right? And I normally take out the egg and I do bacon, potato, and cheese. Smart yeah and then i always get fries i don't get the hash browns um and then for lunch or dinner a number five um uh, what is it lettuce mayonnaise pickles and then toasted buns because it makes the cheese extra melty and then sometimes cut in half yeah large fries with a ranch when i first
0: ever had it i had to get used to them flipping it the cheese is on the bottom right yeah, that's how that's, you're supposed to. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. I know. Right. I know. Well, I'm here in, I'm a California guy and now in Colorado, but yeah, that's just, it's a normal thing. We don't have Whataburger here, but we just got in and out finally. So I'm happy for that. Uh, but I do miss Whataburger, but now I'm hungry. You can tell it's lunchtime. So this is a <laughs> lot love, of fun.
1: I love that you say it the right way because some people who are not from Texas will go, it's, it's what a burger.
0: What's well, burger?
1: It's burger. So cool there's
0: water there yeah there's definitely water there very cool well marvel's echo is now streaming on disney plus be sure to check it out um danny congratulations on this project the sky's the limit very talented and so fun to see you come and bring this character to life and uh, the fans love it thank you so much for your time
1: oh thank you for having me i'm i'm so excited and i hope everyone who sees it enjoys it so much and and learns something from it